the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Let me ask you a question. Are you quick to obey the Lord? Are you quick to obey the Lord? Do you, do you run to do His will? Do you have an eagerness? Do you have a, an urgency? Or do you kind of slowly stroll to obey the Lord? Do you make stops along the way? Get off track easily. These women ran to tell the others the good news. Are you running after Jesus? It can be easy to get relaxed in your walk with Him, especially when things seem to be going your way. Why obey God when you have everything under control? In today's message, Pastor Dan is going to remind you that it's so important to be quick to listen and obey what God has asked of you. You may not like the plans that God has for your life, but they are there for a reason. God has placed you here for a reason, and it's your responsibility to trust in His plans. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 28 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Verse 2 tells us, And behold, there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. And his countenance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. So there was an earthquake. Remember, there was an earthquake when Jesus died on the cross back in chapter 27. Verse 51, now there's an earthquake at his resurrection. Both his death and resurrection shook the earth. It says an angel came down from heaven and rolled back the stone from the door. Now It's interesting to consider the role of angels in the life and ministry of Jesus. An angel announced to Mary that she would give birth to Jesus. An angel informed Joseph that That which is conceived in Mary is of the Holy Spirit, and he should take her as his wife. An angel announced the birth of Jesus to the shepherds, watching their sheep by night, saying, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. When Jesus was praying in Gethsemane, an angel appeared to him to strengthen him. Here, an angel announces the resurrection Later in chapter 1 of Acts, Acts chapter 1 verse 10, as Jesus ascends to heaven, the disciples are standing there watching him ascend up to heaven and two angels appear to tell the disciples that Jesus will return one day in like manner. So angels announce Jesus' conception. 
His birth, His resurrection, and His second coming. You know, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 12, it says, Angels eagerly watch God's plan of salvation and redemption. Angels are eagerly watching God's unfolding plan of redemption, you know, on the edge of their seats and have given the opportunity to participate in it in some way. Yeah, I'll go down. You need somebody to roll away the stone. I'll do that. I'll go down. And, And they're involved in it here. This angel came down from heaven to remove the stone from the door of the tomb. Now, John's gospel uses a word that means to cast aside the angel cast aside the stone. And, and so the, the, the stone that covered the door, the angel didn't just kind of like, you know, roll it back kind of thing. The angel came down and cast it aside. Now, the stone that covered the door of the tomb of Jesus is believed to weigh as you know, several hundred pounds. Some believe it even weighed over a ton. But that angel had no problem casting it aside, just casting it aside. And then he sat on it. I love that. I just love the picture of that. This angel just sitting there on the stone. And we're told the angel's countenance was like lightning. His clothes were white as snow. Verse 4 says, And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. If you remember in chapter 27, the religious leaders went to Pontius Pilate because they knew that Jesus had said that he would rise again the third day. And so the religious leaders went to Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor, and requested that Pilate would place a Roman guard at the tomb to prevent the disciples from coming and stealing the body of Jesus and then claiming that Jesus was raised from the dead. And so that's what they do. And so we're told here, though, when the Roman guard saw the angel, they shook with fear and became like dead men, meaning they all fainted. From fear. Now, the angel rolls the stone away from the door of Jesus' tomb, not to let Jesus out. I mean, that would be kind of comical, wouldn't it? I mean, here he's defeated sin and death, but darn it, there's this stone here, and I can't, you know, and I've got to wait for an angel or somebody to come to get me out of here. That would be a little embarrassing, I think. No, no, when the angel rolled away the stone, Jesus was already resurrected and the tomb was already empty. The angel did not remove the stone to let Jesus out, but to let people in so that people could go into the tomb and see for themselves that the tomb where Jesus was buried was, in fact, empty and that he was not there. Verse five says, but the angel answered and said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, come see the place where the Lord lay. This is why he rolled the stone away. The angel says, I I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He's not here, for he is risen. As he said, Jesus told his disciples multiple times that he would be raised the third day. So they should have expected this resurrection, but they didn't expect it. And I wonder if when the angel said this to the women, did the women say, oh, yeah, that's right. He did say he would be raised the third day. I hope they save the receipts for all those burial spices that they purchased because they don't need them now. 
And the angel said, come see, come see the place where his body lay. Come see for yourself. Come investigate the tomb. You'll see that it's empty and that he's not here. Come and see. You'll see that Jesus is resurrected. If you're here today and you're a skeptic about the resurrection of Jesus Christ, I encourage you to investigate the evidence for the resurrection yourself. Come and see. Come and check it out. And so he says, come see the place where the Lord lay and then go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee and there you will see him. Behold, I have told you, come see the empty tomb for yourself and then go quickly. Tell his disciples he's risen from the dead and he will meet them in Galilee. Remember, this takes place in the city of Jerusalem. And so the first disciples, listen, the first disciples to learn about the resurrection. And as we'll see in a couple verses, that the first eyewitnesses of the resurrected Jesus Christ were women. Now, why was the resurrection revealed first to women? I'll tell you why. Because the women showed up. Because the women showed up, that's why. The women received the news first because they were the only ones who showed up. The men weren't there. The Lord reveals himself to those who show up. If you show up for your quiet time in the morning and read your Bible, guess what? God will show up. If you show up for church as you have today, you show up for church on Thursday night, you show up for a Bible study, you show up for a men's breakfast or a women's breakfast, you show up for a retreat, God will reveal himself to you. God will meet you and speak to you. He reveals himself to those who who show up. And those who don't show up, they miss out. If you remember the disciple Thomas, Thomas wasn't there the night of the resurrection when all the other disciples were gathered together and Jesus appeared in their midst. But Thomas missed it because he wasn't there. It's really that simple. The women were the first to learn about the resurrection, the first to see Jesus Christ alive simply because they showed up and the others didn't. And these women were given instructions to go tell the other disciples that Jesus is risen from the dead. And they're instructed with the most important news in all of human history. Go tell the others that Jesus is risen and Jesus is alive. And and please note that it's, it's significant that the news of the resurrection was entrusted to women. According to the law of the day, And the culture of the day, not the Bible. I'm not saying this is what the Bible says. I'm saying just the law of the land and the culture of the day. Women could not be witnesses. Women could not be witnesses in a court of law. Women could not testify in a court case. Their testimony was considered untrustworthy. In a court of law, witnesses had to be men. Witnesses could never be women. The only testimony a woman was allowed to give in a court case was if she had given birth or not. And there's an example of this. If you're a note taker, there's an example of this in John chapter 9 with the man who's born blind that Jesus heals of his blindness. And then the Sanhedrin have this investigation. And it says that they call the man's parents and they ask the man's parents 
to testify if this was their son and if he was born blind. And a a woman could give that kind of testimony. Yes, this is my son, and yes, he was born blind. But that's it. And I, I, I point that out and I emphasize that because if the story of the resurrection were fabricated, if the story were just kind of made up and invented, the fabricators of the story would not have women be the first eyewitnesses of the resurrection. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. That detracts from their story. They would have Jesus appear to men to make the story believable to first century readers. You wouldn't fabricate the story this way. The fact that women were the only ones at the tomb and women saw the angel and Jesus first appeared to women is strong evidence for the resurrection. The gospel writers were simply recording the facts. This is what really happened. Women were the first to learn about the resurrection. Women were the first to see Jesus Christ alive after his crucifixion. Then The angel told the women to go quickly, tell the other disciples that Jesus is risen from the dead. Verse 8, so they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy. They've got mixed emotions here. And they ran to bring his disciples word. They, They went quickly to tell the others. You know, they didn't stroll back to the disciples to tell them. They didn't stop off for a cup of coffee and a bagel. It is early in the morning on Sunday. They ran to bring his disciples' word about the resurrection. They had an urgency, you could say. They they had an eagerness to tell the others about the resurrection. And so they ran. And let me ask you a question. Are you quick to obey the Lord? Are you quick to obey the Lord? Do Do you run to do his will? Do you have an eagerness? Do you have a an urgency? Or do you kind of slowly stroll to obey the Lord? Do you make stops along the way and get off track easily? These women ran to tell the others the good news. Verse 9 says, And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, Rejoice! And so they came and they held him by the feet and they worshipped him. Please note, as they obeyed, Jesus met them. As they obeyed, Jesus met them. Jesus meets us as we are walking in obedience to him. He meets us on the way to do his will. He meets us on the way to tell others about him. And when Jesus met them, he said, rejoice. Now, this word rejoice, the the Greek word that's actually translated rejoice, it's a very casual, informal greeting. Jesus essentially says, hey, How's it going? 
what's up? You know, kind of thing. He greets them as if nothing's happened. As, as, as if he hasn't been dead and buried for the last three days. Rejoice! It's kind of striking the way he so casually greets them after his death and resurrection. In contrast, the two women fall at his feet, latch onto his feet, and they worship him. It's difficult for us to imagine the emotions they felt when they saw Jesus alive. I mean, we, we can understand why, why they responded this way, especially if you've had a loved one die, and three days later you see them alive again. You would latch onto them as well. And please note here, if you're taking notes, please note, they held onto his feet. Jesus was physically resurrected and he had a physical body. The women did not see an image of Jesus. The women did not see the spirit of Jesus. This was not an immaterial vision of Jesus or a hallucination of Jesus. Now, the Apostle Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 15 that after the resurrection, Jesus appeared to over 500 eyewitnesses at one time. 500 people saw Jesus at once, at the same time. That's more than the number of seats in this room. You know, 500 people, you know, hallucinating an image of Jesus is, is, is not possible. Jesus was physically resurrected from the dead and he had a physical body. And I I point that out to you because you will hear some say, well, it wasn't a physical resurrection. They saw a vision of Jesus, but he wasn't physically raised from the dead. He was physically raised from the dead with a physical body. They physically touch him here. Thomas also touched the nail prints in his hands and Thomas put his hand into the wound in Jesus' side. Jesus ate food with his disciples after the resurrection. Jesus had a physical body. He was physically resurrected. And at the same time, as we read in the Gospels, at the same time, Jesus could like pass through walls. I mean, he was able to leave the tomb without moving the stone. He could disappear and reappear uh, in different places. And so his resurrected body was a physical body. But it wasn't like our physical body. It wasn't, you know, limited by time and space and physical matter like our body. Now, Philippians chapter three, verse 21 says to those who've trusted Christ for salvation. Listen to what it says. God will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. There it's telling us that we also, those of us that have trusted Christ, we will receive a resurrected, glorified body that will be conformed to his glorious body. It'll be just like his resurrected body. And isn't that good news? Especially those of you that like, had to take ibuprofen to come here today to sit in the chair. One day we're going to have a resurrected, glorified body, free from pain, free from aging, free from sin, most of all. And so verse 10, then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee and there 
they will see me. Jesus said, don't be afraid. The angel said, don't be afraid. I think they're afraid. And he says, note this, go and tell my brethren, my brethren. Jesus calls the disciples, my brethren, go tell my brethren, go tell my brothers. He doesn't say, go tell those cowards. Why did you abandon me in Gethsemane? I thought I could count on you. Where'd you go? He he didn't say, go tell those losers. I'm so disappointed in them. No, Jesus says, go tell my brethren. By the way, this is the first time he calls the disciples, my brethren. Go tell my brothers. He, He didn't call them my brethren at the Last Supper after they enjoyed this final meal together at this special time together. He didn't say at the Last Supper, you know what, guys, you're my brothers. You're my brothers. He didn't call them my brethren after a long day of ministering together with them, like when they fed the 5,000 and Jesus multiplied the bread and the fish and the disciples served all the people. At the end of that day, he didn't say, you're my brethren. You're my brothers in the ministry. No, it's, it's after, please listen, it's after they forsook him, after they abandoned him, after they denied him, Jesus reassures them by calling them my brethren. When they might expect Jesus to call them something else or to call them by some other name, he reassures them in a new way by calling them my brethren, my my brothers. Listen, that's grace. That's grace. Grace is undeserved kindness from God. At a time when the disciples deserve a rebuke, he blesses them. And God deals with you and me on the basis of grace. His undeserved kindness. Now, does that mean we should sin so that his grace may abound? Of course not. But where our sins abound, Paul says his grace does much more abound. So when we sin, when we blow it, when we fail, when we deny him in some way, his grace does much more abound towards us. Go tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. And so the women went and told the other disciples about Jesus, that he's alive. But you know what happened? The disciples did not believe the testimony of the women. I told you the testimony of women wasn't considered trustworthy in that day, in that culture. In fact, Luke's gospel tells us the disciples thought the women were Delirious. Maybe delirious from grief. And you can imagine the women coming back with fear and joy, it says, excited, saying that an angel came down, rolled the stone away. Then they saw Jesus Christ and he's alive. And he said, we should go to Galilee and he'll he'll meet us there. And you can imagine the disciples mansplaining to these two women. No, you probably were just at the wrong tomb. I'm sure you're just at the wrong tomb. It was probably a tomb that looked like his tomb. You were just, you're not very good with directions anyways. You just probably went to the wrong one. It was probably a guy that looked like Jesus. It wasn't Jesus you were talking to. Mark's gospel tells us that later that night, Jesus appeared to the 11 disciples, and it says he rebuked them for their unbelief. 
because they refused to believe those who had seen him after he was risen. He rebuked them for not believing the testimony of the women. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, verse by verse and chapter by chapter. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. There's so much to gain from spending time with God in His Word. You'd be amazed at what can be revealed to you in a personal way. Did you hear something today that struck a chord with you and you'd like to hear it again? No problem. All of the messages you hear on Ring of Truth can be found on our website. Go to calvaryec.com and search for these teachings under the Media tab. While you're there, you'll likely find and explore other series or teachings that sound interesting. Are you growing through this study in Matthew? We sure hope so. Another resource you might find useful is our podcast. You can subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast as another way to stay connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. If you're interested in learning more about the church that supports this radio ministry, our website has all the information you need about Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, that's calvaryec.com. Thanks for listening to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.